In a single moment, your life can change. Moments with Marianne is a transformative hour that covers an endless array of topics with the best of the best. Marianne's guests are leaders in their field, ranging from inspirational authors, top industry leaders, business and spiritual entrepreneurs. Each guest is gifted and a true visionary, a recognized leader in their own work. They teach others to develop, refocus, and grow. Marianne will bring the best guest and sometimes a special surprise. Don't miss this. And remember, make every moment count. Welcome to Moments with Marianne. Today, my special guest is Dan Berlin of Team C Possibilities. Um, so welcome to the show, Dan. Oh, thank you, Marianne. Very happy to be here with you. Oh, well, thank you. You know, I, I um, know your your wife. She's absolutely amazing. And, you know, I'm hearing from everybody all the great things that you're doing and just had to have you on the show to talk about I mean, your story is so inspirational, and there's so many wonderful things that you're involved in. So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are? Oh, sure thing, sure thing. And don't believe too much of what you hear. (laughs) I have an awesome family, but uh, they tend to exaggerate sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm... Yeah. No, I'm... you know, I'm a I'm a, a father, a and a husband, um, a businessman, and um, I became an endurance athlete over the past um, six or seven years, and um, and I'm blind, so a lot of what I tackle um, has a special evolution and, and purpose for me in the way I go about doing it. So I'm you know really happy to be able to talk with you a little more about it. Oh, definitely. Now, I know that the um, the blindness is something that has um, come on in you know during your lifetime. It isn't something that you've had all of your life. No, that's true. You know, I, it started out. I mean, I was a seven-year-old kid growing up in pretty rural Pennsylvania when um, my teacher had called my parents and said, "You know, I think you better have." Uh, they called me Danny back then. Danny's eyes checked because um, I don't think he's seeing what I'm putting up on the board. So we did that, and after visiting one eye doctor, and they weren't quite sure why I wasn't seeing, I went to another and a third, and finally by the third, I was, you know, told with my mother sitting next to me that, yeah, he has um, a problem with his retina. They originally diagnosed as Stargardt's back then, and he's going to be blind by the time he's in his 20s. So, you know, as a seven-year-old second grader, you know, I don't really know how anyone takes that news, but um, it, I I took it as it came at that point, and really it wasn't affecting me too much. It's just the way I saw the world. And so I, I started that way, and it really wasn't until probably my mid-20s to early 30s where I really became legally blind. Mm-hmm. Now, um, when did you start with you know, running these marathons and this, in, you know, I know you do a lot of endurance training. Yeah, and that, that's, you know, it's been something that came around. So when I was in my late 20s and early 30s, I, mean, I, I really had to address with it, blindness with myself and the rest of the world around me. That's when I really had to... Um, faced up by the fact that I couldn't do everything I wanted to do. 
So that was quite a challenging time. Um, by the time I was 36, I had moved out to Colorado to join at that point a colleague and, and join him in a company here that we eventually um, transitioned into a, a whole new company and have been running it ever since. But um, Well, we're going to plug your company for a minute because I think it's a pretty cool company. That's Rodell, oh, right? Cool. <laughs> yeah, that's Rodell. That's Rodell. We're one of the, the world's leading vanilla extract companies. So mm-hmm. even though I can't see, I can definitely eat. And um, <laughs> definitely food is one of my favorite things in life. And um, <laughs> oh, being a vanilla so extract company, we get to try lots and lots of great, great baked goods, especially, but all types of food. Oh, I'm sure. I'm definitely sure. Well, and, <laughs> and the long way around it, that's actually what got me into running, is because I was at the I was at the shore with my family one time, no, not too many years ago, and um, my kids in their you know ever loving way, you know, were kind of making fun of me on the beach as uh, being a little heavier than I used to be. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> I came back to Colorado and um, decided, like, I, I really needed to do something about this. So I thought, okay, well, I'm just going to get out my front door and find a way to go. I walked the neighborhood um, pretty well, so I figured out where I could run. And I pretty much mapped out a two- to three-mile loop that I would just go out and start running um, three to four times a week. And, um, you know, I was active but definitely not a runner. And uh, so this mm-hmm. was a new experience for me. Well, there's a lot of people having an onset of blindness, regardless of what stage of your life, would really, you know, really have a hard time with it. And it, it would really kind of, you know, as I say a lot of times, like throw you in the bushes a little bit emotionally. And it seems through your journey, I mean, we all have our difficult times, but it, it really sounds like you've really had a very positive outlook, you know, pretty much the, you know, from what I'm seeing the entire time in regards to this, I mean, everyone has their down days. I'm not saying it's all mm-hmm. rosy and perfect, but, you know, the... Yeah, very much so. Mm-hmm. I mean, the way, in, in hindsight, when I look back, I think I look at life as, you know, we have a choice, you know, you know, we can look at life as suffering, or we can look at life as the opportunity to learn. You know, we're all put here for some reason. And, you know, I don't think any of us, if I could find the person that knows why they're here, I mean, I'd like to, I'd like to talk with them for a while. But mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I think there's, there's a lot of lessons for us to learn, you know, while we are here. Mm-hmm. And looking at life as suffering is one way of, of um, you know, kind of denying that. And I try to look at life as an opportunity to learn. And these are just the, the, the issues or the things I have to deal with. But um, I try not to look at blindness as a disability. I look at it more as an inconvenience. And honestly, over the past six years since I've taken on many more of these endurance challenges and really just started getting out and getting active, you know, it's been an opportunity for me to really challenge myself and, um, and grow in a lot of ways that um, I don't think I would have. Mm-hmm. And I had all my senses fully working. Now, um, when did when did you decide? Hey, I'm going to start doing some, you know, some of these major runs that you've been doing. And how did that come together with your team? Because I know you've got a team of amazing, and they're highly gifted on their own. Each individual is just absolutely amazing. You know, how how did that even come to be? Yeah, I mean, I started running about six years ago and tried to take my first 
I'm pretty goal-focused. So once I got into it, I said, okay, I need some sort of goal. So I picked the half marathon. And um, so I'll train for this. So I picked the training plan and went for it. And um, I completed that barely. And I thought, this is it. I am done. (laughs) I've never thought I'd run so far in my life. And 13 miles was absolutely it. uh, (laughs) I I heard a a saying that I really liked one time um, fairly recently, that we become the average of our friends, that we become the average of our peers. Mm-hmm. So it's so true that the people we choose to associate with, the people we choose to be around, have such an influence on on us as individuals. And um, my three friends in Team C Possibilities, uh, Allison Qualter-Berna, Charles Scott, and Brad Graff, I mean, these three are just um, extraordinary human beings. And they're just <laughs> um, all, you know, um, working you know, family-focused and just very um, inspiring, you know, folks. And getting together with them, you know, the word no really doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And that's the way we tackle these things. It's um, somebody comes up with an idea and we're immediately thinking about how, how we can tackle that. I mean, what would, it, what would it look like to do something? So this started out, Charles and I knew each other um, when I was living in the New York City area for a dozen years or so. Our kids were in the same preschool together. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, I knew him back when he first did his first Ironman triathlon. Um, we went, uh, drove up to Lake Placid, New York, to cheer him on along the way. And so he was a very strong inspiration for me and still is on, um, you know, the athletic endeavor, uh, endurance challenge um, way of uh, looking at life. So. Yeah. Six, seven, eight years later, when I decided that I was going to start running and I was going to um, kind of tackle the physical aspects of blindness, it's so easy um, to start to become shut in by being blind because you're afraid to go outside. And I realized that this is a, it's a slippery slope to go down that road because it's, it really does become that road of disability. And um, when I threw it out there and decided to start running, uh, Charles was one of the first people that... Um, was strongly encouraging me. We ran the New York City Marathon together a year and a half after I started running, and he was, you know, an inspiration through that whole process. Mm-hmm. Now, what are some of, because I know you've done quite, uh, I, I think the last I, the last count I saw was 12 uh, marathons. Um, yes. Why don't you tell um, our listeners, because I know about this, I, I'd love for you to mm-hmm. share about You've had a few that have been um, somewhat historical, some of the runs that you've done. Oh, definitely, definitely. Well, my 13th one coming up here is um, Boston in April. Uh, I mean, I love the Boston Marathon. It'll be my fourth time running the Boston Marathon. And, uh, yeah, the the most, um, I would say, scary experience was, you know, two years ago during the bombing when I had finished 15 minutes before the blast and my 12-year-old daughter was waiting for me at the finish line with our team, but basically by herself. And I met up with her five minutes or so um, before the explosions happened, and we were maybe half a block away. But it was inspirational for me in just how level-headed she took. She took the whole situation. We were interviewed last year before I went back to Boston, um, you know, to run to run last year, and um, one of the things that she said that really made me think was, at 12 years old, 
she had to keep a level head and take care of her dad because he could barely walk after finishing this race, and he couldn't see where he was going. So she had to think, am I really going to freak out, or am I going to stay calm and take care of the situation? And um, it, was, it was so great for me to see her you know, decide the later and um, really was um, you know, so strong through the whole, wow. through the whole ordeal. What a, what a very you know, level-headed and adult little lady, you know? <laughs> so. Oh, she is. She is. These guys, yeah. when they get right down to it, are, are the reason, her and my son are the reason that I do so many of the things I do. I, I want to show them in a way that, you know, life is going to present challenges, and um, it's up to us on how we react to those challenges. Well, you're, you're definitely living a very good example for them, and it, it shows in, in the, um, the children that they are. I, I know your daughter's very excited about going back to the Boston Marathon. <laughs> she is. In fact, I was really questioning going this year. It's a busy time of the year for me, and I've been... Um, running but not as much through the winter as I would like to and she pretty much told me in um in uh in the fall that if I didn't go she was going to go without me and she was just <laughs> going to volunteer at the race and she does that she volunteers helping out um a bunch of different teams but mostly team, a team of blind athletes there and <laughs> she was going to go mm-hmm. one way or the other so <laughs> and she's well, definitely determined <laughs> Definitely. Now, if um, because I I know, um, you know Boston kind of being the the hometown with our station here, yeah. um, you know how can people get involved if they want to support you and your team with this race? Yeah. So um, we this is the third actually the fourth year now we're fundraising for the Massachusetts Association for the Blind and Visually Impaired (MAB) we call it, mm-hmm. and just by visiting our website at teamcpossibilities.com. It's a way that anybody can offer words of support, financial support. This is MAB's largest fundraising event, is the Boston Marathon. And they're a fantastic organization that helps helps people dealing with blindness of all ages all throughout the state of Massachusetts. And I encourage any of the listeners, too, if you want to get involved or, or even just help, you know, help somebody read their mail, help them go to the grocery store, you know, just um, just be there for, for somebody to talk to sometimes is just to visit MAD's website. And us specifically, I mean, we're fundraising specifically for them. 100% of what we do, we always raise money for our cause. We don't really keep any of it or take anything from that. We just mm-hmm. dedicate what we do to try to raise money for areas where we can help. And and be involved there. Yeah, well, and it sounds, I mean, I could see on your website where it has the um, Donate Now button actually does take you to where it shows where um, who you're benefiting. It's the Massachusetts Association for the Blind and Visually Impaired. So, yeah, so for our listeners that want to get involved in that, definitely go check it out. It's a great organization, and you can learn a little bit more about that. So, um, and we really so, completely appreciate the support. I mean, this, oh. these are the little things that make a big difference. Uh, I see the benefit that MAB does. Um, some of the other organizations we've worked with in different countries, I mean, there's mm-hmm. so much good that can be done with just a little effort, just and just stepping out and helping. That's one of the things I've found uh, over the years now is the, the thing I'm most rewarded about is any chance I get to help someone else. And whenever I'm down, 
that's the focus I usually put at, to take it away from being down about whatever it happens to be. And if I can find a way to help someone else, I almost always feel better. Oh, good. Well, I know we haven't even touched on your historical run, so why don't you talk? I mean, you've had a few of them, and we'll we'll be chatting about them in a minute. I know you've oh, done yeah. the rim to rim to rim at the Grand Canyon, which from <laughs> <laughs> you know I've been there quite a bit, and I, I know some of those trails are a little sketchy, you know. So you know, even you know, daytime with full vision. So <laughs> well, how, how was that? <laughs> you know, the team didn't really tell me about it until after we were done. And, you know, we're running on the north rim uh, on this trail, and there, you know, I feel a gentle hand on my shoulder thinking, now, why don't you stay a little bit to your left? <laughs> and uh, it wasn't until afterwards, and, and they filmed some of this with GoPros, and everybody's watching this video is in awe, saying, it's like a, a thousand foot drop off to your right by like six inches. And I'm like, ah, so that's, that's what they were, you know, telling me. Stay a little closer here. But, um, no, that was, a, that, was that, you know, again, that was the farthest I'd ever gone and, uh, for a run. Mm-hmm. And I had never been to the Grand Canyon. So it's the idea of when we got in there, within five miles of our, of our start, we changed our entire guiding technique and had to, um, I'd live along the way just to find a way to do it safely and do it efficiently. Um, but that's what so much of that's what so much of life is. And you get out if you throw yourself into a problem, you don't have to know the answer. You just have to start. And once you start, you solve the first problem, and you move to the next problem, and you move to the next one. And before you know it, you're actually um, you're actually doing something. And that, that's the way I approach it. So often is just throw myself into situations and then figure it out from there. And the Grand Canyon was definitely one of them. Charles was, um, had done it before, knew what we were doing, was incredibly safe. We brought our own water filtration systems, our own foods. We had to filter water out of the river along the way because mm-hmm. um, some of the water was turned off on the north rim and uh, brought enough food to make it through and um, got done in just over a day. And how many miles was that one? That was 46 miles. That's a lot of miles. So. And about 20,000 feet of elevation shifts up and down. So it was a, it was a lot. Yeah, for but. sure. Even coming from Colorado where you, where you train in elevation, going yeah. and doing something like this. I mean, it's a feat for, for just most people itself. Oh, yeah, it's... Um, it definitely is, and that's the thing. It's like I, I really went into that one not sure if I could do it. Mm-hmm. You came out of that one, and I know, and in fact, you know, it was interesting because I was, um, you know, becoming more, because I don't know your team, so I was becoming more familiar with people on your team. And, you know, it, the people who are on your team, like Allison had written in a blog post that she made about just how inspiring that you are, you know, with, with, um, this kind of, with this kind of a run, really just inspired her to keep going, even on days when she mm-hmm. felt like, oh, you know, I don't know if I can quite do it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's mutual, though. I mean, Allison's the mom of three kids at that time, three kids under 10, and living in New York City and yet finds the time to train, and she runs a business. She, she mm-hmm. runs a, a company called Appleseeds. It's a place space for children 
and has just started a new a new um, organization too called Songs for Seeds, dealing with child education and with uh, with a music focus for children under the age of five. And so she does all that, and yet she can turn around and and run forty six miles through the Grand Canyon. You know, so we. <laughs> Yeah, he's as inspirationally um, motivating right back. Yeah, and then you have like Brad Graff. I mean, he's he's in California, I think, right? Oh, uh, Portland. He? Yeah, he's in Portland. Portland, Portland yes. Mm-hmm. So he's not training even locally with you. Um, no, and, none of us yeah. are. We we pull it together. <laughs> So you guys, you look for a spot, is it just you, or is everyone on the team looking for these great locations to do these runs? <laughs> um, yeah, it's definitely everybody on the team. And like mm-hmm. I said, you know, probably one of my, um, what used to be one of my biggest vices, and now it's one of my best things in life, I think, is my inability to say no. <laughs> well, Especially when I trust the people I'm talking with. And uh, so, yeah, that's where some of these adventures come from. The first was Charles's idea on the Grand Canyon. And then well, last year was Brad, who came up with running the entire Inca Trail in um, Peru. Ooh. Okay, we're going to pause here for a quick break. I've got to hear about the Inca Trail one. And I'd, um, so we'll be back in just a few moments. We've been talking to Dan Berlin of TeamCPossibilities.com. We'll be right back. In 2012, after returning home from Iraq and Afghanistan, Sean Gobin hiked over 2,000 miles of the Appalachian Trail. Recognizing the therapeutic effects of long-distance hiking, Sean founded Warrior Expeditions, a veteran nonprofit therapy program that supports veterans transitioning from their military service by hiking America's National Scenic Trails. Equipment and supplies are provided as well as assistance with job placement. For more info or to help support these veterans, visit warriorexpeditions.org. Are you ready for the quantum age? Humanity's next step in evolution? Dream Vision 7 Radio Network invites you to the extraordinary platform of evolutionary voices for the quantum age. Let's explore. Learn more about this upcoming age where we bridge science with spirituality. Where potentiality meets reality. Where we take compassion into action. Our trailblazers and visionaries will ask the whys, the what ifs, while igniting continuous possibility. Come along with us into an age beyond what we know today, where we can grow together in unity consciousness. Experience evolutionary voices for the quantum age, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Eastern on DreamVision7Radio.com. Ben Wexler is a gifted leadership development and strategy consultant for professionals who want to transform their organizations and careers. Through a uniquely personalized set of processes, participants discover their unique knowledge, how to leverage that knowledge and experience, and then put it all together with a global strategy. You're more valuable, your organization is more valuable, and the change is viral. Contact Ben at 630-881-1074. 630-881-1074. 
It's a child's job to play, to learn, and to have fun. It's an adult's job to keep them safe. Did you know that one in four girls and one in six boys will be sexually abused before the age of 18? Every day, families enter the Children's Advocacy Center because a child's courage to tell someone what happened to them. Keeping our children safe starts with a conversation. This is Michelle Aranger, Executive Director of the Children's Advocacy Center. Learn more on how to keep your child safe. Visit cacofbc.org. This message made possible by the following. River Rotary Club. Internationally recognized and award-winning author Judy Goodman works and teaches outside the box of limited thinking. Working with people from every walk of life, her goal is to empower you to be the best you can be, no matter what the challenge is. Born with the gift of seeing beyond our normal vision, she has an extraordinary gift of working with every challenge. Teaching beyond conventional wisdom, her work is described as life-changing. Visit JudyGoodman.com. That's judygoodman.com. Are you an author looking for publicity for your book? If you're self-published or have worked through a traditional publisher, Marianne Pastana can help you get the media attention you require. Contact Marianne Pastana, literary publicist and host of Moments with Marianne, to create a winning plan of action. Marianne has helped authors become bestsellers and has received highly acclaimed media attention for her clients. Some of her work has received attention from ABC, NBC, CNN, CBS, Fox, and PBS, in addition to print and radio. She's a specialist in utilizing social media and her list of exclusive contacts to further the reach of your work. Contact MariannePastana.com to discuss the future of your work today. Have you ever had the sense that your thoughts might actually be doing something? Ancient secrets of manifesting have been masterfully revealed in the award-winning book Manifesting 123 by Ken Elliott. For the first time, the author's experiences and stories in this book describe exactly how your thoughts can create anything. You've been doing this all your life, but it's never been fully explained for you until now. Visit Manifesting123.com for more information today. Manifesting123.com Welcome back to Moments with Marianne. We've been talking with Dan Berlin of Team C Possibilities. And it looks like I'm so excited to be talking with Dan. I'm just kind of beating the music here. (laughs) Welcome back to the show, Dan. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Great to be here. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, I, I just can't wait. I want to talk to you about, I mean, you know, you know, I've done some running in the past, but to do it blind, and especially the accomplishments you've done, I mean, it just blows my mind away. So tell me a little bit about now um, the rim to rim to rim. You were the first blind runner to do that entire trip, right? Yes, I believe so. 
Okay. And and, yeah. and then the one, you had this Inca trail you did. I'd love to hear about this. Why don't you tell me a little bit about that? Uh, Inca trail is amazing. Again, you know, the, the beauty, the thing I've learned about, you know, taking on running as a, as a blind person is it turns a very individual sport into a team sport. And for a blind person, nothing is more, um, more challenging than steps and rocks and obstacles in the trail. And there's probably no more, no more um, difficult trail in the world than the Inca Trail when it comes to that. So, of mm-hmm. course, Brad, one of our you know, trusted teammates, you know, threw that one on the list a year ago and said, this has got to be our next adventure. We want to run the Inca Trail in Peru, and we want to do it all in one day instead of the traditional four-day hike. <laughs> so we thought, okay, we can give it a try. And literally, I had always heard about Machu Picchu and the Inca Trail with all these steps. So I asked Brad, you know, first off, everything he said, aren't there a lot of steps there? And I said, oh, I did it 10 years ago, and I really don't think there's that many steps. I mean, it's a rocky trail, but it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. And we got out there, and literally, there was, you know, sections with 1,500 continuous steps. <laughs> I mean, this thing is basically oh, a 600-plus-year-old trail carved into a mountain of stone wow. steps. So. Well, well, how did you navigate, you know, the steps and the rocks? I mean, do the guides take care of that for you? Is it because it's a team effort? Yeah, well, so, so often we, you know, like I said before, we adapt when we get into the situation. Um, really didn't know what the train would be like. We had um, high altitude. Um, the first pass is about 14,000 feet. Oh. And as a reference, that's about as tall as the tallest mountains in Colorado are. And this was the path we took between the mountains. So we had high altitude. We had a very technical terrain, lots and lots of broken stone steps, um, rocks um, throughout the trail. So we had to change our guiding technique. We realized uh, about four or five miles in, six miles into it, as we were climbing the first path, that we were just going way too slow for what we needed to do. Um, And we had to change around the way we were doing things. On this adventure, we actually did have a time cut off. We had to make it to the third campground by uh, by 4 p.m. in the afternoon, and we started at 4:30 in the morning. Had special permits to go through all in one day, but they wouldn't let us go at night. So we did have to pass the last campground about uh, four miles out from Machu Picchu by 4 p.m. So that time limit put a lot of stress and put a lot of pressure on us to figure out a way to do this faster. So we ended up changing everything we were doing, and, and ended up with um, two guides in front of me and one behind me. I would, um, they would lock hands in front of me, and I would have my hands on their shoulders or on their backpacks, and we could run that way. And if I would fall, I would fall into them and be able to hold myself with my hands. They were strong enough with hiking poles in their outside hands and their hands locked in front to keep us from falling forward. But it also allowed, as we started going down some of these, these steep descents, if one of them would lose their footing and fall forward or trip on something, I could pull them back up. Hmm. So we became almost this, um, we call it the Incan-inspired trapezoidal structure, where we had all three <laughs> of us bound uh-huh. together in a way that none of us could really fall. Hey, that and worked. That allowed us to run. Yeah, then we could actually move and make up the hour or so we got behind in the first um, several miles and make that time up. And you were able to run the whole trail 
um, in one day? Yeah. Well, as much as you can possibly run, when you get to like 14,000 feet, it's like trying to breathe through a, a straw at the same yeah. time climbing over these rocks and climbing up this hill. So um, we um, were able to get through all in one day. It took us about 13 hours, about 12 and a half hours to reach Machu Picchu. And um, I just got to say that, I mean, what a mystical place. I mean, just such a spiritual place. You know, there's a river that runs basically from point A to point B, where the Inca Trail also goes. And that river would have been a trail about half the distance and very flat. Instead, Mm -hmm. the Incans built this trail through probably the toughest part of the mountains in the shape of a checkmark. And um, it's, it's... you know, rumored or, or said to line up with the Milky Way. So there's definitely um, an astrological significance to where the trail is and the point that connects. So just being able to experience that all in one shot was was really a fascinating experience. Wow. And we were talking on break, and I, I didn't know this. Your wife and your children went on the trip too, but they, they're doing, they're still on the trip, but they're, kind of doing other things as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I have such a supportive family. I mean, uh, what allows me to do these things is all the love and support I have from so many friends and family, you know, extended and immediate. So, yeah, my wife and um, and two children were able to join me on the trip. They did a, a fantastic hike for two days and spent the day in Machu Picchu um, the day we were doing the run and the day after we did the run. And um, great to share the experience directly with them. Nothing I look forward more to than seeing them when I finish. Mm-hmm. Oh, I bet. I bet. And I'm sure that this, because I, I understand you are the first runner to do the um, the Inca Trail blind as well. So you, it's one of the historical runs that you've done. Yeah, we try to find these, these um, runs where we can raise awareness and raise attention to pretty much overcoming obstacles. You know, we really look at um, what are things that are significant challenges and how can we how can we demonstrate that these things can be overcome by ordinary people. You know, just um, somebody like me who just started running six years ago. I'm not genetically, I'm not the best athlete in the world by any stretch of the imagination. Um, it's more will than genes, is what I say. <laughs> when it comes to comes to what we do, but just yeah. finding these things because the best part of being in Peru then is we were able to spend a few days with the school for the blind in Lima afterwards and have some significant media coverage locally. Um, disabilities often dealt with differently in uh, in a country like Peru, and what we really wanted to show, especially for children, is um, not to be labeled and that um, there are opportunities that um, we all can make a difference in this world and live a meaningful, fulfilling life. And it's well, a lot more difficult it, sometimes when you're, you know, yeah. when you don't have the same facilities that we have in the U.S. Now we're we're pretty lucky here, and I, I know a lot of the runs that you do um, support, you know, one group or another, and there's one specifically that you really. Um, uh, I know the Blind Institute of Technology is one that you're very involved with here in Colorado. Yeah, very much so. Blind Institute of Technology it was formed by a, a friend of mine, also blind, 
um, who left his job to focus on getting other blind individuals employed. Uh, more than 70% of people like me, uh, working age, vision impaired or blind, um, don't work. And there's such a there's such a stigma about a blind individual uh, coming in and performing a job that um, Blind Institute of Technology really focuses on the on the technology sector and placing highly skilled, highly trained people in problem solving, like most blind people are, into meaningful careers. And we just have such a good way of training and interacting and. Um, placing people into into places where they can do meaningful work. And yeah. The well, do you know benefits great. I know um I um I know that you're doing a lot with that also foundation for fighting blindness. We'll talk about that a little bit more when we get back from this next break. We've been talking with Dan Ber, um, Daniel Berlin, teamcpossibilities.com and we'll be right back after this break. In a single moment, your life can change. Join Marianne Pastana, host of Moments with Marianne, for a transformative hour of leaders in their field, ranging from inspirational authors, top industry leaders, business and spiritual entrepreneurs. Tune in to experience Moments with Marianne every second Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, all part of the Dream Vision 7 radio network. Don't miss this. And remember, make every moment count. Join the Mind Health Coach with Leah Marie every fourth Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Come explore with us natural and healthy ways to achieve inner peace, happiness, and an ever-present state of well-being. You're already healed. You just haven't realized it yet. When you're ready, you can change your mind and change your life forever. The power of a beautiful life is within you today. Mind Health Coach with Leah Marie is part of the Dream Vision 7 radio network. Take a journey to a place of the divine love within with Deborah Beauvais on the Love by Intuition show every first and third Sunday, 9 to 10 p.m. Our message is love in the purest form. The light within us all is a guide to recall our beginning, to learn to love self and humankind, to feel the higher power of our own divinity. To attract love, one needs to be love. Every first and third Sunday from 9 to 10 p.m., all part of the Dream Vision 7 radio network. Ben Wexler is a gifted leadership development and strategy consultant for professionals who want to transform their organizations and careers. Through a uniquely personalized set of processes, participants discover their unique knowledge, how to leverage that knowledge and experience, and then put it all together with a global strategy. You're more valuable, your organization is more valuable, and the change is viral. Contact Ben at 630-881-1074. 630-881-1074. The pressure is on. Can you feel it? Life as we've known it is no longer working. Why? We are awakening. The true core self is alive within us now and has a new life to live. What does this mean? How do we live from here? Join us live every third Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern as spiritual embodiment coach and trainer Ambujam Rose explains this mass awakening. 
Ambu Jam's direct approach teaches you how to navigate this new wild ride, educates you on how to strengthen your spiritual core, and takes your calls for personal spiritual core training. This program is part of the Dream Vision 7 radio network. Have you ever had the sense that your thoughts might actually be doing something? Ancient secrets of manifesting have been masterfully revealed in the award-winning book Manifesting 123 by Ken Elliott. For the first time, the author's experiences and stories in this book describe exactly how your thoughts can create anything. You've been doing this all your life, but it's never been fully explained for you until now. Visit Manifesting123.com for more information today. Manifesting123.com Ask Dr. Love is now on the Dream Vision 7 radio network every second and fourth Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Dr. Jamie Turndorf, a.k.a. Ask Dr. Love, is a psychotherapist, author, love and relationship expert who offers advice and answers to your relationship questions. Hear about Dr. Love's groundbreaking new Dialoguing with the Departed technique that enables you to reconnect and make peace with a loved one. This show is for you, the listener, and Dr. Love wants to hear from you. Call 866-338-9663 or 617-237-1234. Moments with Marianne. We've been speaking with Dan Berlin. He is, um, you know, the the main focus of T- Team C Possibilities. And so, Dan, before we went to break, we were talking about, you know, being out in Peru. So why don't we why don't we pick up where we kind of left off there with that conversation? Of course. Yeah, one of the most rewarding things in Peru for me was being able to speak at the Lewis Braille School uh, in mm. suburban Lima. So one of the things that um, we were able to do through our fundraising campaign leading up to it is buy about a dozen musical instruments um, through all the generous support that we had. And those just arrived uh, about a month ago. So one of the things that um, can often be such a good thing for blind students, blind children, is music. And I'm such a, such a strong supporter of music, and to be able to allow them to have the materials or the instruments to play is a, is a great thing. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's amazing. Now, I um, I know that you're involved in a lot of different, um, you know, blind charities. So you've got the one in Peru, and they just got their music. What's coming up? What's on the horizon? Yes, yeah, so on the horizon, we can actually um, we put it out to to friends and fans to go to our website to help us choose what should be next. We have the Great Wall of China. We have um, climbing Mount Kilimanjaro and um, the Torres del Paines in Patagonia as our three front runners. But right now, moving along here, it looks like um, Kilimanjaro is in the lead. So we're going to try to climb Mount Kilimanjaro all in one day. And we'll have a couple <laughs> days of acclimating and then try to do that. And You know, luckily with my business, I was fortunate enough to um, go visit some vanilla farmers there last year in Tanzania. And we were actually on the base of Mount Kilimanjaro. So this one coming around was my idea to give this a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, 
our main focus is going to be around fundraising for blind and disability in Tanzania in country itself. So we're going to be looking again towards the music approach, but also other ways that we can help raise awareness and bring attention to um, how children, especially children, uh, blind children, are raised and um, what what's available to them in Tanzania. Okay. And there are ways for people to get involved if they want to donate, you know, one way or another. Um, you know, either if it's money or later on maybe musical instruments. Yes, there definitely is. Through our website, um, we... I, me and the, the whole team really, really appreciate uh, people's comments. People you know, contact us through Facebook, uh, through Team C Possibilities, or our, our, we share some information through Twitter on Team C Poss. Um, but that way, it's some of the most rewarding things for me are people reaching out and um, just sharing their opinions and sharing their thoughts. Uh, been able to help quite a few other blind individuals, and some not blind, that have reached out just for some ideas or some help or some some guidance on where they may look to find something that they can do. And we're very very happy to help with that. Um, that's one of the most rewarding things for me. Um, in that vein, too, looking at our upcoming adventures, we have a, a donation section on our website, and we, we very much welcome any support we can get to help fund the programs that we're looking at supporting, mostly in Tanzania now, and also the Boston Marathon this April. Now, we're really looking forward to being in Boston together as a team this um, this mid-April. Good. And so it sounds like just about every time you, you have a run, there's also a charity that's involved, you know, that you guys have picked out that you're working with that um, them either school or, or something that you're doing with the blind. Yeah, there is. I mean, that, that's our biggest thing. One of my, um, one of my most uh, important things is being able to do some good with the work that we do and being able to connect it with other blind organizations or any children-related organizations that are very important to the whole team here. Mm-hmm. So we focus a lot of our efforts around being able to try to help other people. Yeah, and one of the things I was really impressed by is on your website, I think it's actually on the page where you can go and, and vote which which trip you guys should do next. It says how, you know, the whole team really wants to encourage people with disabilities to push, push past their perceived limitations and be more adventurous. And I think that that can really ring for not just people with disabilities, just people in general, you know, to get out and get outside and, you know, like all the adventure happens beyond your front door, you know? That is so true. And I have to tell people that I have it easy because my disability is fairly obvious. I walk out with my white cane and everybody knows that I'm blind, you know, but so many, all of us, you know, face challenges that might not be obvious to others and they're hard to bring up and talk about. And, and, you know, this idea about just, you know, get out your front door, take a step, you know, if in doubt about, you know, what you can do, start by helping someone else. Often, so oftentimes, I mean, that's really what um, what can lead to happiness. You know, it's not that just, you know, kind of sloppy sympathy, but actually getting out and doing something that um, can help someone else, you know, really comes back around multi- multiple times. Mm. I agree with you 100%. And, I mean, it's just it's so touching. I'm going to definitely be following where you're going, um, and we really do want to pay attention to 
the, the different charities you have available. It's going to be available on my website where people can, you know, connect to your website where they can go ahead and donate and, and just be involved. And I know when you run the Boston Marathon, you really want people to come up and say hi, go find you, you're, you know, because you're going to be there with your team. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. I really you know, appreciate so much any support, and I'd love for people to come up and say hi. Um, email us ahead of time. Connect with us on Facebook. We'd be happy to get together. We'd be happy to, um, you know, to talk before we get, to, you know, into Boston this time. And, uh, you know, I'm not one for recognizing faces, but um, so I usually ask people to call out to me, and I, I, I just love that, you know, having. Mm-hmm. Um, People there with a with the same goal in mind. It's it's always good. it's always great to be together. Well, you know, and and I'm sure people want to follow your journey as as you're going and the different events that um, you have planned and and which you know which schools or which um, uh, opportunities for people that have blindness that that would support. I mean, there's a lot there. So for our listeners, you do want to tune in and. Um, if you're in the Boston area, make sure to reach out to Dan before the marathon and see if you can connect with him and as a team. They're going to be wearing um, shirts that um, say Team C Possibilities, so you want to look for them and, um, and definitely visit their website and see how you can donate and, and help them um, you know, raise the money that they need to for the different schools and, and groups that they're benefiting. And uh, you can their website C uh, excuse me teamcpossibilities.com, and uh, you can definitely find them there. So what, now we've got a few more minutes here, and before we get going, what thoughts do you want to leave our listeners with? You know, um, I just want to you know thank those that really support us. You know, whether it's just um, sending us good vibes. You know, there's really Nothing better than that is just um, sending those, those good wishes. And, uh, you know, I'd like everybody to really just be able to think that um, we can often do a lot more than we think we can do. You know, as, as Charles always says, too, nobody cares to hear about your best excuse. And I use oh, that one with true. my kids. Unfortunately, they have to hear that all the time. But really, so often, it's just about getting out and trying something. It's, you know, how do you get out of the house more? And um, almost everything starts with an action. Mm -hmm. I never planned or envisioned myself as running the Grand Canyon or running in Peru five years ago. Um, Mm -hmm. If a friend would have asked me, I would have thought a half marathon was absolutely it. But um, just put one foot in front of the other. And so often, it's interesting where life leads us. Never give up that opportunity to to learn from it along the way. Yeah, it's. I mean, it, um, your story is definitely very inspiring. I mean, I haven't. I, I used to run cross country. I haven't done that in years. And you know, and it doesn't have to be getting out and running. You can just get out and go for a walk. You know, or go for a hike, or do something. Whatever you can do, just get out and and move around and. And see how you can be involved in helping others. I mean, I'm so impressed with with how you're supporting all these local groups within the areas that you visit. And you're making a profound difference in their lives. I mean, coming to a school that probably doesn't have the opportunity to, you know, see hope 
you know, in, in, it, in the way that you bring it to them, you know, and, and that's not even to mention the musical equipment or, you know, just the, the sharing that you bring, I'm sure, inspires yeah, the, so many. The innovation you see, I mean, you could see the spark of it right from these uh, 8, 9, 10, 11-year-old kids that were blind, and they had a soccer field, which immediately when they, my friends were describing it to me, I'm like, well, why do they have a soccer field? I said, well, we play soccer. And immediately I'm thinking, you know, with my, you know, very, again, closed-minded look at it, well, how's that work? And then they pull out a shopping bag and they, they tie a plastic bag around the soccer ball and they start playing. And they can oh. hear it rolling along the ground. And to me, that was just such an amazing moment where I'm thinking, man, did I just limit myself in the way I looked at that because I thought they couldn't play soccer? And here this nine-year-old girl just said, well, no, this is the way you do it. <laughs> I just you made that, that real amazing. simple. It's like, hey, I fixed that problem. You, you do it with the bag. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That was a, that was a you know, wow, no pun intended, eye opener for me to really say, you know, I always just got to be open and aware for what there is to learn out there because there is there's almost always something meaningful in um, in our daily life. And yeah, just about every turn and. You have children showing you new ways of doing things, you know? um... Oh, very much so. Very much so. And that's the thing. I mean, that's what we're hoping for. We're going for, you know, our next adventures. You know, most likely Kilimanjaro next, and then we'll see where where life takes us after that one. (laughs) But the plan is there's so much more to be done. You know, we're just getting started. Oh, and you know, I could talk to you all day long. My goodness, you've got you've got a lot of great stories. Yeah, I'd like to thank you for being on the show today, Dan. I really appreciate you taking the time to be with us here today. And uh, for all of our listeners in Boston, make sure you go see Dan at the Boston Marathon and uh, log on to his website, teamcpossibilities.com. And I'd uh, like to thank you all for tuning in today. And remember... Make every moment count. next time for Moments with Marianne, when host Marianne Pestana brings another inspirational, gifted leader to help us grow. Tune in every second Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time for Moments with Marianne, when the Dream Vision 7 Radio Network is at 1510 a.m. Boston. Or catch Moments with Marianne every Thursday and Friday at 5 p.m. and 5 a.m. Eastern Time by going to dreamvision7radio.com.